and uh, we are in for a great night. I think we will thank the band right now. Why don't we release these guys? Amazing, incredible, beautiful, beautiful. Really set the night up to allow the preacher to preach when uh, heaven comes down like that, which is wonderful. And I just really want to uh, just piggyback what uh, Mick said about uh, our time in Auburn last night. It's just, I've just never felt so excited about what God is doing in our midst to be there last night. And I am totally, I just know that there was people who were hearing the message of Jesus Christ and the transforming power of Jesus for the very, very first time. It was incredible to see this mixture of people from the community sitting in that place and hearing mixed story. And it really was something. And I am just thought, this is us going out into the world, like going out into the world, Auburn, the suburb right next to us. But this felt like we could have been anywhere on the planet. Such was the mix of cultures and backgrounds and nationalities. And it was just exciting to see these people hearing the truth of Jesus Christ. I think we should give the Lord a round of applause. He's doing great things. And we're in the midst of uh, just a move of God. I've got no doubt about it. God is moving in our midst and he's touching lives. And I just love that there's people who are just sold out for the cause of Jesus Christ and to spread the gospel. Oh, what a great thing it is in life to be part of that. And tonight we've uh, started a three-week series uh, leading up to Easter which is in a couple of weeks, uh, called Dead for Nothing. And tonight uh, we're, we're preaching on the gift. Now, when we say dead for nothing, we put a, uh, a question mark uh, at the end of that because the life of Jesus Christ was not wasted. It was a life that did die, but it was for each and every one of us so that we can live this amazing life through the cross and through that death and burial of Jesus Christ and, of course, his great resurrection. So let us pray right now. Father God, we're so grateful for who you are. Oh, it's so great to be in the house of God, to live in a country where we can freely come into the doors of a church. And we pray, Lord, tonight, as the word is open, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would touch us here tonight, that here tonight we would sense your Holy Spirit, we would feel your Holy Spirit, that we would be touched, changed and transformed by the Word of God. I pray, Lord, you anoint the words that come out of my mouth, and I thank you, Lord God, that here tonight there will be transforming power in the Word of God. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name, and we all said, Amen, Amen. Wonderful. Fantastic. Well, the gift. I have to admit, I like receiving gifts sometimes. They're they're good things, and quite often we receive gifts and uh, they don't always last that long, do they? Sometimes you get a gift and you think, oh, it's pretty cool, but, you know, it's either wears out in six or 12 months or fashion changes or it's a piece of technology that just wears out, breaks down. Or... Gifts don't always last that long in life, don't they? Sometimes they're good ones, but other times they're things that don't last that long. Well, of course, when we're talking about the life of Jesus Christ as the ultimate gift, I tell you what, that trumps every gift every single gift we have ever, ever been given. Nothing will ever beat the gift of Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate gift. There is no doubt about it. Not even a new surfboard, not even a new car or even a new house can touch what the gift of Jesus Christ and his life does for each and every one of us. It's because of this very gift we get eternal life. It's because of the gift of this life that we are washed 
clean and we are set free. If you've got your Bibles here tonight, Hebrews 7 has a couple of great verses. Talk about this, uh, this gift of this life. It says this in verse 27, reading out of the NLT, Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. Talking about the, the high priest used to go and, and make the sacrifices, the offerings for people. But Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself as the sacrifice for the people's sin. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath. And his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. How good is that? He gave himself. Jesus gave himself. It was perfect love as we sang here in a song tonight, that third song. It was perfect. There it is. He didn't pay like a, a small amount of, of finances for a life. He gave his life, his life as the mighty sacrifice for the people's sins. That is incredible, ladies and gentlemen. A life given, a life given for our sins. Even when we're in a state where we did not deserve it, when we did not deserve it, the life was given, the ultimate gift, the ultimate gift. God has brought salvation to the earth through Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 11 to 12 says this, and this is the testimony God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. The one who has the Son has this eternal life. The one who does not have the Son does not have this eternal life. There it is. It's so clear. The one that has the Son has eternal life. There is no other way. There is no other way. It is only through the life of Jesus Christ. It is only through that way. Never wears out. There's no other way. There's no other option. There's no newer, more better option. It is through the life of Jesus Christ, that life that hung on a cross 2,000 odd years ago, that died a brutal death, a painful death. It's through that life that we can have eternal life. There is no other way to heaven. It is through the life of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. It is the only way. It is the only way. There's no other way. When I was a kid, I, uh, both my parents actually grew up in this kind of region. My dad was over the other day and he, he uh, took us for a bit of a tour. Uh, Natalie was out of town with my, myself and my three children. And he's, he's going around this territory. We're driving through Parramatta Park and he's, he's telling me where they used to swim in the river when he was a kid. I'm sure no one swam in that river where he pointed for about 20 years. It did not look like a good swimming place. But we did a tour all around this area. And Guildford is showing me the house that he lived in up to the age of eight and the, the school he went to and talking about the bomb shelters they used to have in his school that he went to and, and giving us a bit of a tour of the area. And then uh, he went on and he became a doctor and his first posting was in Monobar Hospital on the northern beaches. And when uh, the children came along, we were a kind of sporting family and uh, we liked watching football. And uh, my father kept going for the Parramatta Eels, but my mother, when they moved over to the northern beaches, switched and started going for Manly. 
So there's always been this pull in our family and uh, through life, all of my, all my brothers and sisters, we all kind of, I guess we were living on the northern beaches, we were living in manly territory. We started to go for manly. It was a good decision, I believe. And uh, but the funny thing is, I now live out back in uh, my sign in my street in Dundas. That does tell me loud and clear that I am in the Parramatta Council area. And uh, the battle for who my children are going for has been waging in our family because I'm, they're getting gift after gift after gift from the grandparents, Parramatta shirt, manly hat, Parramatta jumper, manly jersey. They're trying to get the children, the grandchildren to go for their side. I'm happy to say that it's three out of three and all of them are going for manly. It may be their dad's influence. God bless the Parramatta Eels supporters here. But I just can't seem to take that. I'll sow my life into the church here at Silverwater, but my footy side. It is important for me to just go with where my roots are and just, just stay loyal. I'm a loyal person. I'll stay loyal to the team that I grew up uh, supporting. But there's been like a battle, and you know what? You can go for either side. Manly's a side to go for. You can go for Parramatta. You can go for any one of the other NRL sides in the comps, and it's okay except for the Warriors maybe, but we won't go there. But it's okay, you can pick the teams, there's options there. But can I tell you, to get to eternal life in heaven, there is no option, there is one way, it's through the life of Jesus Christ. That is the only way, and it's through a relationship, it's through living in a relationship with that. That is as clear, it's in the scriptures, and it doesn't get clearer than that. There is one way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. He is the way. And I want to remind us here today, He is the way. He is the way. And do you know what? We just heard about our extension service about to happen in Parramatta. We're about to start Bankstown on the first week of May, an extension service there. We're in Auburn and we're going to go back to Auburn. There's going to be more meals there. We're going out to spread this news because this world needs to know without a shadow of a doubt that that is the truth that that is the truth and that is why as a church we're putting in effort, finances, we're stretching out wide to tell this message to this community. We want to do it because we know it is truth and I get really saddened sometimes because I think there is people, they're lovely people, they're good meaning people but they're, they're Australians sometimes sitting on this thing that maybe just going to to church to celebrate a, a baby dedication or a christening or for a wedding. It's almost like, and because their parents, you know, say that they're, you know, they're, they're part of a, a religious group, it's almost like they, they think that that's enough. And I'm a bit worried for them because my Bible doesn't say that's enough. I can't get to heaven through what my parents said or done. It's, it's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the clear pathway to heaven. And we want to get that word out clearly to our community. And we are stretching out. We want to get that good news to the world because he did not die for nothing. He died for lives. He died that people can come out of darkness into light, that people can experience the life-giving life that we can have in Christ. And I'm passionate about this, and we're passionate about this as a church. We have that tagline, Sydney, a city for Christ. We want to see this city one for Jesus Christ. We obviously know towards the end of last year, 
that a, a terrible occurrence happened in uh, Martin Place in Sydney, that terrible siege that took place and some lives were lost. And that really hit me because it was 48 hours before that thing started. It was on the Saturday before it happened on the Monday that I was driving to our Padstow service on the Saturday night and I was driving through Lipcombe and as I was driving there, I'm driving past some people and they're marching for another cause. There is a group of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. The women were covered and they were marching down the main road kilometres from where we are right now. And they had their megaphones out and I don't know, I didn't get to hear what they were shouting as I drove past them but can I tell you there was a lot of them and they were holding some flags and when I saw on all of our major networks in this country a flag being held in a window of a cafe in Martin Place, oh how similar that looked to the flags that I'd seen two days before that. There's some people out there trying to wave their flag for another cause and that other cause does not have the message of love of our God who penned this for us to read about the great message of Jesus Christ. And we're passionate to get the truth out there. Are you with us? We're passionate for this, for the truth to get out there. We want it to spread. We have one life and there's a calling on all of us to play our part in pointing people towards the cross of Jesus Christ. We obviously mentioned it before, we've got these cards and these are here to to offer these to people in our world, to actually hand them to people, to get them in a letterbox, to invite people who right now might not know the God that we know, but they need to. And what a great opportunity Easter is because people are open at Easter. They'll be more open Easter and Christmas than any other time in the entire calendar year to come to the house of God. Wouldn't it be great if you were able to hand this I know my mate Gilly at the gym is going to receive one of these. I'm going to invite him. So when he comes to Easter, this, to, Chris, to Easter this year, come to us. It's so worthy for us to get this message out, to get invites into people's hands, to invite them to the house of God so they can hear this message. They can hear this message and they can be transformed. Because there's people out there hurting Oh, if they could just know the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, if they could just know what life can look like when they come to know Him, when they come and receive Him, because I've seen what God has done through the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Since I was a young boy and I said a prayer of salvation, I've seen it. It's happened to me and I want other people to live the life that is there for them to live. We need to point people towards the cross. Great American author Dutch Sheets says this, our greatest legacies will be those who live eternally because of our efforts. Because of our efforts. And I want us as a church to all be engaged in this because we've all got people, we've all got neighbours, we've got friends, we've got family members who aren't in church or haven't been going to church, who have slipped out of church. We can all invite, we can all invite them. Say, hey, why don't you come along? Love you to come. I'll pick you up, come to church with me. I'd love to take you to church. What a great thing. What a great thing. Because this salvation comes through the cross. 1 Peter 2:24. He himself bore our sins 
in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. And it is a complete salvation. Nothing more needs to be added. It is done. It is complete. When Jesus was being crucified on the cross, there was a couple of robbers each side of him. One of them was giving him a hard time. The other one wasn't. Jesus turns and said, Trust me, today you'll be with me in paradise forever. That person's salvation, he didn't need to get off the cross and go and do a whole lot of things. Right there and then, he was able to receive salvation. And isn't that brilliant? We don't have to come with a perfect life. We don't have to come with things sorted out. We can come how we are to the cross, to the cross and can receive this salvation. And it is complete. It has happened. He has risen. He has risen. He's at the right hand. This gift, this true gift. Have you ever been given a gift that maybe wasn't what you thought it should be? I can remember as a young boy, and I've shared this story before. When I was a young man, I uh, kind of got picked on one Christmas by my older brothers because we, uh, we used to uh, you know, wrap our presents, put them under the tree, and I was one of those kids that just had to know before Christmas what was in all of them. I had all the tricks uh, up my sleeve of finding them out. You had the shaking trick and that would give it away sometimes. Then you'd feel the present and then you'd look under because someone hadn't done the wrap over, the wrapping quite good enough and hadn't gone quite far enough and you could push it down and you'd get a look and if that didn't work, I'd do the, the little rip on the corner trick and get... I always knew what my presents were. It was just like, it was just what I did as a young boy. I just had it sussed out. Christmases were a little bit boring because of it. I was like, yeah, I know, it's a hat. Yeah, I know it's some tennis balls. Yeah, I know it's a golf club. Whatever it was, I kind of knew what it was. And then I came to one Christmas and I can remember I was so excited because as I was kind of walking down, because we would walk down from one floor of the house to the other, there was like railings in the steps and you'd get lower and then right there was the Christmas tree. And I just always knew exactly where everything was. As I walked down one Christmas on Christmas Eve, this huge box had appeared. I'm like, that hasn't been there. It's a big box. And I went up to it and had my name on it from my brothers and I'm like hello this is pretty exciting my older brothers you know love their younger brother so I remember getting to this box and it was it was really big like oh this is cool and I tried everything I couldn't like it was like Fort Knox I couldn't get to find out what was in this one the shaking trip didn't give it away and it was cardboard so I couldn't like press on it and I just tried everything it was too late to get any real dirty tricks out and I just had to wait to Christmas morning so I got to Christmas morning, of course, it was the first present I went to, as I busted through that uh, top wrap ring, and I got to the box, and I pulled it, and I, I'm looking in the box, and there's all the newspaper scrunched up, and I'm like, it's got to be something good at the bottom of this, as I'm going through, I'm going through, I get to the bottom of the box, excited to see a rock and a lemon. My brothers had put a rock and a lemon in a big box, and they'd wrapped it up to trick their younger brother. That was the gift. It wasn't what I had expected. But can I tell you, this is a complete salvation. This gift is everything and more than we could ever ask or imagine. It is incredible. And it doesn't have strings attached. There's gifts out there that aren't always that much of a gift. It's like the thing where you go, oh, free paintball. And you go, this is awesome. Get all your mates and say, oh, free paintball. And you get there and they, they give you like 50 bullets. And the first... The first thing you do is like, okay, the first game is uh, 10 minutes of unlimited. If you can't get out in this game, if you get hit by the bullets, you just run back, 
tag the base and you're back in. So you run out there and you quickly realise that 50 bullets of paintball lasts about about 2.2 minutes and that's it. You're like, you know, you see some guy behind a tree about 150 metres away from him, don't you? Go, I can get that. Ding, 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 ding. Before you know it, you've got no bullets left. It's like, oh, I thought this was free. And you go up and you, oh, I'm out of bullets and you're like 10 minutes into the game, you've got two hours and they go, oh yeah, here's bullets. Oh, they much? Oh yeah, they're like $100, like 100 bullets. Oh, I need a thousand. And, and all of a sudden you've spent so much more money than you expected. This, the kind of free gift had all these, these, these strings attached to it, and you're like, that's not fair. I feel like I've been wrong. Something's done wrong by me here. Or who's had the one where you kind of get the free, uh, the free photo shoot? You know, the free photo shoot. So this is cool. Get our family all dressed up. All the ladies put the makeup on you. This is awesome family portraits. And you go there and you spend ages. It's a really nice photographer. And then they, okay, you can go over there and get your, your free photo. And you go over there and you're all excited. And then they pick the worst photo of the whole shoot. Like, you know, the one where you're like, uh, you know, scratching yourself. And they go, and she's king. And, and it's like passport size. And it's like, there's your free photo. Oh, we've got some really nice ones. You go, oh, how much are those? Oh, well, there's a package. It's like... $2,500, all the digital prints. You can print as much as you want. And you're like, I thought I was getting something for free. Yet you weren't really. It had strings attached. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ does not have strings attached. It is a free gift that we can receive at any point in our life. And if you've never received that free gift, tonight can be your night. It is a free gift. And of course, when we come to Christ, there's there's a life that he wants to mold and he wants to get uh, going better than maybe uh, how we came to him. And that's all good, but it's still a free gift. It is still a free gift. Inviting him into your life, it's a free gift. It's kind of like when you're before uh, you're saved or you come to know Jesus, it's almost like there's an inkling to go away from God. It's like, you know, when you go kind of, uh, when you go bowling and you roll the ball and it goes, it goes like, wow, that way. It's almost like, you're inclined to go to sin in life. But when you receive this gift, something beautiful happens. It's almost like the bowling ball flips and all of a sudden you start to be inclined to go towards Jesus and the cross. You're inclined to go. Now you have some days where that boy, it's like, oh, I was meant to throw it that way and I had it around the wrong way and it's going that way. You ah, oh, bring it back and we're not perfect. But there's a work that happens in our life where he keeps working on us day after day after a day. We become great vessels. We become people that he can use in mighty ways as our life gets molded. It's like it gets chiseled. It's like it gets chiseled. It gets better and better and better. That's life in Christ. Life in Christ. Through this complete salvation, and it's a perfect salvation. It doesn't need to be adjusted in any other way. It is God's divine plan. Man turned from God, and God said there can only be one way. And that is through the Son, my Son, Jesus Christ, dying on a cross for the sins of mankind. It has been implemented after it was planned and now it is freely available. I love that song we sang before, the last song, Revelation song. It's, we kept singing, He is risen. And He is risen. We're not here wondering, oh, I wonder if we've got this a bit off and will Jesus ever, will He ever come out of the grave? Three days later, he rose again. That's why Easter's a few weeks away. He rose again. He is risen. He's at the right hand of the Father. We're following the right way here tonight. Can I encourage us? We're going in the right direction. We're going the right way, which is awesome. 
And there's so much freedom in this life. Some of the works of the cross include being set free from sin. Jesus took our sins. We can be set free. So when we say this prayer that asks for the forgiveness of our sins, guess what? We get forgiven. We get washed whiter than snow. How good is that to live life like that? Because we're not perfect. We make mistakes, but we can always come back to Him and say, forgive me of my sins and we're washed whiter than snow. That is good news here tonight. That is good news. Set free from sin, the work of the cross. We can live a lighter life, a more buoyant life because we are set free. This morning, my wife was preaching and she very kindly, and I'll have to disagree in the moment, she started talking about, oh, I live with St. Hartley, you know, but I'm just like anyone. It's about six o'clock in the morning. I've already made a couple of mistakes in life after getting up. But I love that we actually do become better people in Him. We can become better people. Why? Because we're in Him. Like I said before, He works on our lives. We get this conscience. We start to know what's wrong. We start turning that ball and we go, no, I'm going to do what's right. Got a decision here, bad decision, good decision for God. I'm going the good decision. We start making good decisions. And, and Pastor Nat talked about it today. It's like the culmination of all these good decisions ends up, you know, we benefit that in life. We benefit down the road as we keep making good decisions. But man, when you live in Christ and you know that you're set free and you're forgiven, that is a brilliant thing. And I love that. We can become good people. Good people. We're set free from sickness because of the cross. Isaiah 53, 5, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We are healed. I love the benefits of living with Jesus Christ as our Lord. To think, that we can focus on the cross and the benefits we get out of that are unbelievable. They're unparalleled to anything that this world offers. Unparalleled. To think about this, that we can be set free from sickness. I love this church because we believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. And we are always praying for people. We run a healing service every month. First uh, Sunday of the month, we're always down here laying hands Why? Because we know because of the death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection that he's defeated sin, but he's defeated sickness. We know that. We set up for it and we believe that. And I love that God is actually healing people. We're not praying and not seeing people. So often those healing services, like, they get people to feel like cards after they're prayed for. Like, often like 12 out of 13, 13 out of 14 people are saying, yep, I believe here today there's something different. I'm, I'm feeling the pain's gone and I'm healed of this. God is healing in the earth today. I love it. I love it. It's not because, you know, of anything amazing about some of our leaders that are praying. It's because we're carrying this presence, this anointing of the Holy Spirit because we know what the cross has done. I was ministering down at a, a church in South Australia the other day and I got just such an encouraging church the other day. I was doing a, I was preaching on the Sunday morning. It's a C3 church uh, called C3 O'Halloran Hills. My wife and I oversee this church. And I was down there on the Friday to, to speak to all their leaders. And at the end of the, uh, this session, I was just in the house. I just turned to the 
pastors and I just said, look, can I just go around and pray for the people? And I went around just person by person or couple by couple and just prayed. And I can't remember all my prayers, but he rang me a few weeks ago. He said, look, I'm, I want to tell you there's a young lady you prayed for that night and she'd been, she had some really uh, sickness very close to like a, a chronic fatigue thing. She'd been really ill for a long time. And he said, the lady just rang me and she woke up the next morning after having a great sleep, feeling completely normal. And three weeks later, she, wants, she rang to tell me that she's still feeling incredible. Like, how good is God? Set free from sickness because the life of Jesus Christ awesome set free from the devil oh christ was victorious he's defeated the devil when he rose again and can i tell you if you get a revelation of this don't think that you're under attack or under attack under attack with nothing to stand up against the schemes of the enemy jesus has defeated the enemy he has defeated him we can stand on that don't think that you're going to be pushed down by the works of the enemy you can rise up and have dominion over the works of the enemy because of the life, death, resurrection of Jesus Christ here tonight. I want to remind us of that. Don't back down. If you see him coming, stand up and fight. Stand up and fight. It's already happened. He's he's risen again. It's happened. The devil is defeated. Remind him of that. Don't let him attack you. Remind him he's defeated. Remind him. We're set free from that. Jesus has won. I love being on Team Jesus because he's already won. Manly might not be winning very much at the moment, but Jesus has won. We can walk torn this life. We can stand on the promises of the Word of God. We can declare the Word of God over our circumstances, our situations, to see victory come into what we're facing. Even just driving here tonight, Natalie and I were just talking about how good it is that this building didn't go to another, another purchaser or get knocked down. Because so many of you will know some of the, the story that it looked like we weren't going to be able to stay in this building. It looked like for a while there that there was almost very, very little hope. So we drove here tonight and we drove past another building that we thought for a while we might have to move into. And we just thought, how good is it? How good is it that we're still here today? And a lot of that was, it was warfare, it was praying, it was believing that God was going to move on our behalf, and he did. I don't care what the enemy wanted to do. He probably wants us to be in some little scout hall that seats 33 people right now. But that is not what God wants for us. He wants us here expanding, filling out the seats, filling out the mezzanine, going out into Auburn, going out to Maryland going out to Bankstown, going out to Parramatta, extending and spreading the good news because we've got God on our side, set free from the devil. Can we give God a round of applause here tonight? Oh, he is awesome. He is awesome. We're set free from the curse of the law. That last song we sang tonight, it was like the perfect song. We had to finish with it tonight because it's just like, it just had the perfect words for, for the preach, which I love. And it talked about at one side that he took the weight of every curse upon him. And Jesus did do that. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. He took that curse upon himself and we are free from it right now. We are free from this curse for us, Christ. It's really important that that first word there, Christ, it's 
positioned in that, that verse for a reason right at the front. It's, it's, it's him. It's no other way. It is through Christ that the curse of the law is broken. We're set free from poverty. That same verse goes on to say that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Man, you stand on the Word of God, the promises, man, you can walk tall in life knowing that you're a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Whatever you face, you can rise up above, even if it's some of these things. You're thinking, oh, the devil's getting me. Stand up and fight. You can and will overcome. Maybe you're feeling like, oh, it feels like a poverty season. Rise up above that, saying, no, I'm a son and daughter of the Most High God. If you're feeling like, you know, you're looking at circumstances, just say, have you seen my father? Do you know how big and great and mighty? Do you know that he, uh, he owns everything in the earth? That is the God we serve. The Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. He has dominion at ease. This is our God. This is our God. We're set free from so many great things. We're set free from ourselves. Who knows that sometimes we just do get in the way. We do get in the way. I think one of the ways that this happens that's uh, really not great, but it does happen for all of us, sometimes we've just got to forgive ourselves. Forgive ourselves. You know, in Him, there's such a great potential in this life. But sometimes we, we just get caught up too hard on ourselves. Just stand under the promises that you're forgiven. We've all made mistakes. Some of them, you'd be here tonight and thinking, oh, you've got no idea how big my mistakes have been. They may have been big, but God's bigger. Can forgive you of all of the errors, all of the mistakes we've ever had in this life. And forgiveness is one of the greatest luxuries of life. To experience forgiveness and acceptance by the Father is enormous. This, the Greek meaning for forgiveness, aphiemi, means to lose, to set away, to set free. Many of us don't always walk in the true forgiving power that is there for us from God. Stop just thinking about all the mistakes, all the past. Just stand in His forgiveness. Stand in what He has for you can move forward. What a great springboard in life. We know that we can just forgive ourselves, get out of the way and let God move in our lives. Don't judge yourself too hard. He's a good God. He's forgiven you. We're set free from the world. Romans 6.18 And having been set free from sin. This world will so want to entangle us but we can just bust out of that Romans 12.2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We don't have to be bound to all of those things. We can live in a true life of freedom. And this Easter, I just want us to spread the good news. I want us all to be part of spreading the good news. I loved hearing... Natalie came home from an every woman uh, morning here on Friday morning. A whole lot of women came together and uh, she said, oh, a lady got saved. I'm like, oh, how cool is that? And it was one of our great ladies in the church just brought her neighbor along and her neighbor responded and was saved, received Jesus Christ. How good is that on a Friday morning? This lady hadn't invited. She couldn't have heard and she wouldn't be getting saved. But she invited, she heard and she got saved. Just a wonderful, wonderful story. God wants to transform lives. 
And I just want us tonight to firstly just remember what we have in him. And then remember that this is a gift and it's not a gift for us just to hold and not tell others and not share the gift. It's a gift that can be easily shared. And I love just being in such a a vibrant, lively church full of the presence of God because sometimes all we've got to do is just do the invite and just let God do the rest. Just let God do the rest. Bring him in here and introduce him to some of the team and sit under, uh, you know, the worship, hear Kathy singing. It's like, man, that'll get you saved before the preacher even gets up. Just, you know, just bring him to church. Invite them. That's all we've got to do sometimes. Let them experience the presence of God in this place. Let's swing the doors open wide on this place, connecting people to the cross of Jesus Christ. Connecting people to the cross. Dead for nothing, no way. Dead for our lives. He died for us. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. He did not die in vain, like we read in Galatians 2.21. He did not. And I just love that we're in a church. We're not about judging people here. I just love, I just love Jesus because I loved who he was. You read in the Gospels about the lady that was caught in adultery. She was pretty much thrown before Jesus and it's almost like, Jesus, how do we deal with this? She's caught in adultery and I love Jesus. It's like he, he says, he bent down, he started drawing in the sand. He's, he almost just didn't listen to what was coming and he kind of said, look, those who are perfect, be the first to condemn her and People started disappearing. And then Jesus says, I don't condemn you over either. He says, go, get things right. But I just love that heart. I just love that heart. That he just wants to see people restored. He see, wants to see people living a wonderful life. And it's there for everyone. It's there for everyone. And as the band comes up, think about even the prodigal son that we read about in the Bible. I mean, that father had every right to not do what he did. But that's just the example of what God is to us. The son took a big portion of his finances, just wasted away, threw it away. The son, pretty much, it was like disowning the father. What a disgrace it would have been for that family. Yet, when that boy comes back, the father, he did everything to embrace, did everything to run to go and show true love, true acceptance through the party. He was so delighted to have his son back, to have his son back. And this is where God is just so magnificent. His love for us is incredible. And this gift, that guy, before he even got to say sorry to, to the dad, he, you know, in one sense, he was seen and he didn't have everything together just had a terrible way but he was so loved and so accepted as we draw to a close here tonight I just want to offer that invitation of the greatest gift it's a gift it is freely given it's a gift of Jesus Christ dying on a cross for our sins to wash us clean to live just such a great life if all we would do would just be accept the gift that's stage one that's all we need to do is just accept this beautiful gift we don't have to have life all together we've just got to say yes i receive yes i receive jesus and in a moment of time 
we can live a beautiful life having all of our sins forgiven, washed clean, and we can stand before God and start journeying that life with the bowling ball going towards good decisions, with God molding us, chiseling us out to make us who He wants us to be. Because in our own human nature, I don't think we're that great of people. But I tell you what, when God gets a hold of our lives, when He starts to transform our life, oh, what a magnificent job He can do. Turning lives around truly. So if you're here tonight, and maybe you've never accepted this free gift, in a moment, what I'll do, I'll get everyone just to close their, their eyes and bow their heads. And in a moment, I'll just ask you to raise your hand. You can raise it, I'll see it. You can put it down after that. And then after, I'll lead you in a prayer. It's, it's a simple prayer, but it's the most powerful prayer you can ever say. It's the prayer that just says, I'm sorry. It's the prayer that just says, I want to receive Jesus here tonight into my life. Maybe once you receive this gift, but you know that the relationship is not there, you've turned your back maybe on him, or you've just had a, a gradual sliding away from being in relationship with Jesus. Tonight can be your night to say, hey, I want to come back, Hartley. I want to come back here tonight. Maybe you're in a category of people and you're just like, I don't really know where I stand with God. I don't really maybe being christened or baptized and I, I go to church occasionally and but if you're not a hundred percent sure if life was to end tonight that you would a hundred percent sure be going to heaven please raise your hand too because this is not the thing to be unsure of this has to be the thing that we're 100 percent sure of 100 percent as i said in the start there is no other way there is no other way to eternal life it is only through so right now, could we just all bow our heads, close our eyes? In this beautiful moment right now, if you're here and you'd like to say this prayer that I've mentioned, I will lead you in the prayer. We'll say it as a congregation. Maybe you're here and you've never received this gift. Maybe you once said a, a prayer like this before, but you know you've slid away. Or maybe you are unsure of your eternity in heaven. If you're one of any of those categories, would you be bold right now and say, yes, Hartley, that's me. And just lift your hand nice and high. Thank you, my friend. I see that hand. Is there anyone else here tonight who would like to say this prayer? You can just raise your hand. Raise your hand and we can lead you in this prayer. This is the greatest prayer you can ever say. It's the prayer to receive this free gift. It's the prayer to have eternal life in heaven. Is there anyone else here tonight? Give it just a moment more. If you're far from Him and you want to come back, maybe. You've said the prayer before. Wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Can we just all just look up this way? We've had a beautiful friend of ours who raised his hand. What we're going to do is we're all going to stand to our feet. I'm just going to, I'm going to meet him halfway down the aisle because I just want to lead him in a prayer here. This is a really beautiful a really sacred moment. This is why we do church. One of the main, the true north is to see people coming back to their relationship with God or receiving Him for the first time. So can we stand up? I'm going to ask my friend to come down. I love the boldness of this young man. This is awesome. So good. So good. So proud of you. So proud of you. So church, we're going to say this prayer together. Why don't you repeat it after me? We're all going to say it. God's going to touch you here tonight. Dear God in heaven, 
I thank you for the life of Jesus. That he died on a cross for my sins. Tonight I ask to be cleansed. Wash me clean. Forgive me of my past. I receive Jesus tonight. And I decide to follow him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father God, I thank you, Lord. You touch our friend here tonight. Thank you, Lord God, that he would always know in his heart of hearts that you love him, you're for him. Thank you, Lord, that he would truly know you as his Father in heaven, his loving Father. Send his Son to die on a cross for him. Touch him here tonight. Thank you, Lord, fill his heart with hope. Thank you, Lord God, you'd show him the great pathway you have for his destiny. Let's give the Lord a great round of applause. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy God, holy God. Wonderful. My prayer is tonight that, number one, we would be bold in inviting people to church, telling people about Jesus. But number two, that we would truly rise up to live the life that God has called all of us to live. If we would just get around those principles out of the Word of God and out of that life, I believe that it is there for each and every one of us. There is freedom. There is everything we need for a hugely wonderful life in Him. Why don't we just just close our eyes. I'll say a prayer. Father God, we thank You, Lord, for the Word of God. We thank You, Lord, for the death of Jesus Christ and the resurrection, God. We thank You, Lord, for the life we can live because of that. And I pray, God, here tonight that You touch every life. I thank You, Lord God, that that would just become on fire for you. Father God, if there's anything holding them back, pushing them down, I thank you, Lord, they pop out of it, even on this night, that they can know who they are in you, God. Father God, I thank you. You're with us. You're for us. You are victorious over the enemy. And we stand on that tonight. Touch every life by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. Why don't we sing this song right now? Let God touch us here tonight. Jesus, the ground began to shake, the stone was rolled.